Lawson. It is 8.03 a.m. And we have our penultimate question. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. I'm using All your right. word because you haven't used it for a That's few right. weeks. I went pen- off it because because you kept saying that I said it and whenever that happens to me, then I start to get embarrassed and I'm like, okay, well then I'll I'll, I'll move away from it. But now it's... You've you know, got these it's, certain it's, sayings that are just yours. Absolutely. <laughs> penultimate question here. Here we go. In what river did John the Baptist baptize? Ah, oh, that's so Guys, cool. Guys, we're giving you legs up here. Like these are like these these are chill questions. In what river did John the Baptist baptize? We're talking about probably the most famous river in the Bible. You know, I've been there. You've been there. I've been there. Oh, that's I awesome. I even put my feet in the water there. No way. Way. Yeah. Wait, so it's and your- you didn't go any deeper because it's like kind of a rubbish dump and really gross. Is that? No, no. Well, no, no. It's actually not. There's a certain area where actually, um, okay, I won't give, I, I won't we're, give we're, away what oh, I'm going yeah, to we're, say. Yeah, we're skirting around um, the answer here. That's right. So, yeah, we're John the Baptist baptized. And so the thing is that when you go there, there's a lot of people that either get baptized there for the first time or they go there just to be rebaptized mm. because of the significance for them in that space. So Absolutely. It's, when where, it's we, where Jesus was baptized. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we Powerful haven't stuff. given that away. How uh, did we do? We did that pretty well, right. mate. We're killing it. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to text if you know the answer to that one. And of course, you will go into the draw to win a taste of travel by Nancy Kite. We've also got here, man. If you're if you're thinking about, okay, what what else can I eat that's on this list? I'm I'm, I'm uh, we I've probably said like half the countries on here. If you want to eat, this sounds amazing from Greece. If you want to eat some zucchini and tahini soup. Yum. I love both of those things. I yeah. love zucchini. I love tahini. Uh, or like some Guatemalan fresh corn soup or some, let's see, some Jamaican sweet mango soup, some Japanese Ooh. udon noodles. I love udon noodles. This, this has your answers. This has like every soup you would ever need in your life from every country ever. You've got it right here. I Guys, this is your like last a- couple of opportunities. 0491 What's up, Danita? I was going to say, I think that's the kind of book that would be really good for somebody like you who's a student. Yeah. Don't you think? It'd be awesome. Because, like, soups are quick and easy to put stuff together. Mm -hmm. Like, really nice. So, if anyone wants to, you know, come forward and win this book and then just give it to me, because I'm not allowed to enter. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just, um, we're we're chilling. Well, you really try the listeners, don't you? So, look, you know, when you win this, you've got to invite us for a meal. Now you're saying, like, give me the book. Give me the prize. (laughs) That's so funny. Hey, got a couple text messages here. David writes in, hey, good preparation day. Sheld, Nuda, and Lawson from David in Ellenbrook, Perth, New South, uh, sorry, New South Wales, WA, I mean. Uh, all have a blessed welcome to his glorious Sabbath at sundown today, Friday the, Friday the 15th of September. And we will. I am so looking forward forward to the sun setting to sabbath bro i love sabbath and i'm going to i'm going to click save on all my open word documents and i'm going to close all of them i'm not going to look at them again until Probably Saturday night. And that's, that's, the, that's the beautiful thing when you're a student. I remember when I was studying, you know, speech pathology years ago in university. This is just one example of many reasons why I love the Sabbath. But the thing is, and, and of course the Bible says, you know, in Genesis 2, that God blessed the Sabbath, seventh, mm. seventh day and made it holy. Um, and so, and sanctified it, you know, holy, whichever version you're going to. But I remember my friends saying to me when I was going through university, saying like, seriously, 
You never study on Friday night and all of Saturday. Yep. How can you do that and how can you still pass all your exams? And so I did pass all the exams. Some of my friends had to do supplementary exams mm. and, and then passed you know, with that. But, you know, there's this beautiful thing of resting in God mm. on, on the Sabbath. And it goes, you know, according to the Bible, it is from sunset Friday to sunset yeah. Saturday night. And there's this beautiful um, peace that you get by just basking in God's presence, mm. but also, you know, fellowshipping with others, um, people of like mind. Mm. Who also want to dig deeper into God's word mm-hmm. and and to fellowship and w- together and worship the Lord on on the on the seventh day on the Sabbath. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. And this Sorry. this big call to remember. Yes. There, remember who God is. Remember what He has done for you. And I love that when we read the first, well, the first Sabbath commandment comes from the book of Genesis, like very much preceding mm. Moses and whatnot. They're caught. They're, very they are, much. They are, you know, they're in the Garden of Eden, keeping the Sabbath on the seventh day. A- absolutely. And you know, it's all about the character of God. It's not mm. about rituals, mm-hmm. because right there in the Garden of Eden, it was about God being present with Adam mm. and Eve. God being in a relationship with Adam and Eve, yeah. God actually, you know, sharing his love upon Adam and Eve, and that's what he wants to do and be, you know, and continues to do that with humanity. So it's our call to respond. We are mm. the ones that are choose to respond to that because he's already there. But it's all about the character of God, of who he is. That's what the Sabbath is about. Yeah, absolutely. And it's fantastic to see, you know, we see it institutioned in Genesis, but then once it's, you know, we see it later commanded in, in the Mosaic law, in Exodus and Deuteronomy, and the reasons for giving is like, firstly, in Exodus 20, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, six days you labor, do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God, and you should do no work, and then it gives a reason why, and it's like, for in six days, God created the heavens, the earth, and those, those, you know, and the rivers of water, he created everything, and he set apart the Sabbath and Halloween, and it's like, okay, so remember the Sabbath, firstly, because God created, and Revelation 4.20 makes very clear, it says, thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will, they existed and were created. Like we worship God Absolutely. because he's the creator. Oh, 100%. And the thing is that the Sabbath is actually all the way through the Bible. In fact, yeah. Jesus himself kept the Sabbath. Yes. Um, and the thing is that he rested in the tomb on yeah. the Sabbath. Um, and also he actually said himself, I did not come to abolish the law, mm. but to fulfill the law. You know, yeah. he says it in the book of Matthew. And, mm. you know, sometimes, you know, people think, well, how come there's so many that are not necessarily keeping the Sabbath? seventh day and and the thing is that the bible speaks about actually all the way through about mm. keeping the Sabbath. And that's, yeah. and that's the thing about following God's ways. That's right. And it's interesting you mentioned Jesus there because the second iteration of the Ten Commandments in Deuteronomy 5, the yes, reason the for Sabbath mm. keeping is given because of their redemption. redemption. That's right. So in their context, it was redemption from Egypt, but it's yes. this overall theme of you keep the Sabbath to remember the redemption that God that provides. God, yeah. And when we fast forward, you know, the history, fast Love forward the tape all the way to the words of Jesus himself in Mark 2. He says, therefore, the Son of Man is the Lord, Lord of, of the, the Sabbath. Sabbath. That's He's it. like, I am the one being worshipped. I am the one this is about. Like, it's it's me, it's you, it's us together resting yep. uh, and spending time together. It, it is about us. It's about worship. It's about creation. It's about redemption. Oh. It, it, inta- it is like the perfect capstone to the 
experience of following God because it is, despite living in this world, it's, you know, we all have to provide means and jobs and we all, you know, we have to grind, we have to struggle, but God is like, hey, but that doesn't mean that you can't spend time intentionally with me, which is one of the biggest blessings that we have. Isn't it? And that's one revelation says also, here are the, here are saints, here are those who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus or have the faith of Jesus, you know, they, they, and they overcoming by the blood of the lamb, Mm. you know, so it's right all the way from Genesis right yeah. to the very end of Revelation. Powerful just stuff. really crucial and beautiful. I mean, you know, and so, yeah, you can tell, I mean, you and I are just so passionate about the Sabbath day, Absolutely. aren't we? And just, and just that whole time with God because of who God is mm. and he deserves our absolute time and worship in every way. Mm. Hey, we're continuing into our Bible study time, Ephesians 6, just so much. It's just been a great week with unpacking, you know, about a call to stand that Paul's actually doing. And we're coming to, of course, to the whole end of the Ephesians one more week with that and then we're actually going to look at some different topics but here we actually let, let's just read through that again for our last day today we're actually going to read through because we're going to unpack the whole armor of God more today and about the wrestling against evil powers do you want to start reading that for us please yeah, sure. Uh, the armor of God. We're in Ephesians chapter six and we're reading here, starting in verse 10. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of his of this age against the spiritual hosts of the wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, which is able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints." Wow, powerful Isn't stuff. Isn't powerful there. stuff in every way? You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. You know, this passage I used to pray and still do pray a lot, but particularly when I was actually doing door knocking years ago where I was actually doing sales work with Christian books, mm. health books and Christian books, um, a term you know for, for many may be known as a literature evangelist. And, you know, I would pray this prayer every single morning. So I actually worked in this area for almost 15 years. Mm. And the thing is, is that, you know, the devil doesn't want other people knowing about Jesus. He doesn't want people knowing about Jesus. And so for me, when I was actually going out door knocking to actually share Christian literature with people, I would be praying for the protection, you know, of God Mm. and that he would clothe me in this armor. That Mm. was just my standard prayer. I mean, you know, from the heart of course and with other stuff but this was really stand because I knew that the devil would try and actually either deter me from you know being able to go and knock on doors or being discouraged because there's people not out there who who you know who may not be at home um, it, or you know my safety was an important issue and I think you know we know that we as we've unpacked this week that we wrestle not against flesh and blood mm. but against principalities as it says here of course and yesterday we unpacked the fact that 
in the ancient battlefields of the soldiers actually had to come close to the enemy, they had to stand their ground and they actually had to beat back the enemy. And the only way that could actually be done too is, is, is by being together and united, but being clothed in the right stuff. And so mm. let's actually unpack this whole, whole armor of God. Cause it's really, you know, really Paul does this beautifully. He actually says mm. here, stand, you know, standing when we actually stand and rest in the assurance of, of Jesus Christ. It's actually the best thing, knowing that he will win the victories. But we still have our part to play, don't mm. we? We still have our part. We can't just like, oh, here, God, you just take it. You just do everything. No, we've got our part to play. So let's. the first thing it says, stand, stand therefore, girded, having girded your waist with truth. Mm. Absolutely. Let's unpack that one. Okay. So, go on. Girded your waist with truth. So I was talking about a... A belt here, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the girdle would actually hold the clothes on, right? Mm. That like in the in the battlefield, and actually holds the garments mm. actually around. These days, our term is the belt. The belt. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Otherwise, your decks fall down. Yeah, you don't want that happening. Hey, let's. <laughs> well, I mean, if you haven't got well fitted pants, I should say trousers, mm. I should say. But the thing is that it holds it up. So mm. here. How does the truth do you feel actually hold you up? I love I love making these applications. By the yeah. way, it's like oh, this is cool. <laughs> it's like you know there there is a very real application because it's it is, it's the belt of truth. Yes, and it is truth and truth in the most sincerest sense. Everywhere that holds everything together and pulls everything in. It, it it's truth that frames the life that we live. Doesn't it? The, the perception that we have, you know, I, I mentioned a little bit earlier in the show, I'm currently writing about, you know, the period in which uh, Israel went into the exile in Babylon. And I did an analysis. I'm currently writing an analysis on the book of Ezekiel. Before oh, that, I did, I did an analysis on the book of Habakkuk. Oh. Uh, and Habakkuk is unlike the rest of the prophets of his time who wrote like, I'm a prophet in this area. And I had this interaction with this person and da, 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 and then the word of the Lord came to me this way. Like the book of Habakkuk is just a questions between Habakkuk and God. Like you mm. don't know where he is. You don't yeah. know what he's doing. It's just like all these, all these questions that he's going through. And, and a part of my analysis that I wrote at the end of the day, it, Habakkuk's question is like, why is all this violence happening against your people? Mm. Like God, how can you even look upon this yeah. and be okay with it? Yep. Like how can you even understand this God? Like, how can how can this even happen? Do you just not care about us? And God's consistent response is, you know, listen, Habakkuk, I'm doing a work that you don't even understand, a work that would mm. amaze you. And obviously he's getting at like the the Israelites are going to go into exile in Babylon to then reform the Israelites that will then lead to ultimately Jesus coming. Like it's mm. this is a necessary step now in the salvation of God's people. And he's like, look, you you can't see it from my perspective, so trust me. Like tr- the the truth of the situation is that this ne- is needed here, and and then we see Habakkuk his perspective changes to one from a heavenly perspective. You know, what, he starts seeing things from God's eyes through eyes that are you know in that have a totality of truth in them, and he just completely resigns to God's wisdom. He's like, yes, God, you are in the right. You are gracious. You are truthful. You, God, you are who you say you are. You are the, a God who loves us and cares for us. And yes. so, again, a kind of when Habakkuk is bursting at the seams here, when he is falling apart, it was seeing things from God's perspective and getting a real insight into the truth of the situation when Habakkuk went, okay, 
God, I know the direction that we're going here. I can, you know, we, we're going to hold it together. We're going to stay together. And we're seeing here this belt of truth. It's truth that Absolutely. brings everything in. It holds things together just as it did for, you know, the ancient soldiers on the battlefield and just as it does every day for men in their pants. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> like like it, it's holding it. The truth is holding these things together. And, and it's that whole truth that we have, like when we know that we're grounded in God's word, mm-hmm. we then are morally right. Um, mm-hmm. intellectually, the decisions we make are right. Um, it's about being honest. It's a whole package of those yeah. things that comes with truth, doesn't mm. it? So it applies in so many areas. And so when we actually girded with the truth, we actually stand for what is right. Mm. You know, I love even what Kylie said today from Devoted Support. She said she really felt that, you know, that whole space that what she could bring in, um, you know, it, I mean, she's now the manager of Devoted Supports, but she actually said there in that space, that she felt that it's that transforming of the mind that is really important and to actually be able to bring that to people that, hey, God is part of that, you know, that the recovery process that you get changed. And so when you know you're grounded in truth, you actually bring that to other mm. people then as well and you live the life of truth, don't you, in every mm. kind of way. Hey, our next one then also is about the breastplate of oh, righteousness. Awesome. Love that. Yeah. I mean, of course, the breastplate was, of course, the key thing that would actually cover the heart, mm. of course, from the arrows that we spoke about yesterday yeah. and more. Yeah, you're busting oh, this. Just, I can like, tell. The, the breastplate was 100% a defensive measure. There was no offensive aspect to the breastplate. It was to – it was – Purely for protection. Absolutely. And if, again, if we make an application here, the breastplate of righteousness, you know, yep. it's like, how does righteousness protect us? Yep. And I, Lyle has, uh, you know, has come on here and he's, he calls it the rules of stupid. You know, ah. he, talk, he talks about, okay, he's <laughs> like, okay, what, you know, how, how is it that people end up in sin? Yep. And it's often because they go to stupid places. At stupid times with stupid people doing stupid things. Mm. And it's like, that's when things go wrong. You mm-hmm. know, it's the, the rules of, of stupid that, that Lyle talks about. Um, and, and what we see here, it's like the bless, the breastplate of righteousness, like righteousness and having righteousness as a, at our core, wanting mm. to, to, to have in ourselves the righteousness of God, which mm. is, we've been going through Ephesians so far and it's yep. been talking about sanctification. It's been talking about the work that God wants yes. to do in us. It's like if we get to have in our heart the righteousness of God, it circumvents. Yeah, it comes out, it's the internal is actually expressed externally, yeah, that's isn't right. it? In every way. It circumvents the potential to end up in those, you know, stupid or those dangerous yeah. situations you're then on the defensive and it actually protect and it protects your heart it protects you know? your heart in every way because when that right. righteousness is removed and we're mm. drawn into the ways and the sins of the world and that takes our heart from god you know to essentially death you know we choose when we choose sin we choose death uh, that that is what takes place but it's like righteousness is actually something that protects us and that righteousness obviously comes from God. Comes from, yeah, it is of Christ because of ourselves mm. we're not able to have that. But when we're linked with Him in every way, mm. we do have that. And so it's that personal, making that personal stand for the right principles. That's what you're talking about there. Mm. You know, making the right stand for the principles in every way. And of course, it was actually a really essential thing. You know, when we actually read in um, in Romans one seventeen. Uh, so if we can go there, Romans one seventeen. Mm. Let me just open that. It says here. 
For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. It is written, it is written the just shall live by faith. Classic. That's, that is really important there. And I love, and that's again Paul's writings as yeah. well, isn't it? Paul so. writing, quoting the book of Habakkuk. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 4, one of the key and pivotal verses. Actually, not only motiv- motivated Paul to write that, but it was also the key and pivotal verse that motivated the entire Protestant Reformation. Yes. It was Martin Luther realizing, hey, the just shall live by, by faith, faith, you know, yeah. by faith in God and his word, despite persecution, despite what's going on around me, you know, I, to pay for salvation or whatever it may be. It, yeah. It's not the way because the just shall, shall live, live by, by faith. faith. Isn't that a beautiful thing? And of course, yeah, Martin Luther was just the, the biggest one with that. That that verse was such mm. a turning point, isn't it? Absolutely. So- You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. That was Souls West Collective with the Armour of God. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. Lawson, what is our last quiz question for today, please, before we go into the draw at quarter to nine? Although not mentioned by name, the lesser light to rule the night created by God refers to this object or which object? If, if you know what the lesser light to rule the night is, zero, that is, it's awesome that rhymes. That's, That's just, so put cool. that in a song. 0491-064-669. Of course, this is coming out of the book of Jennifer, Je- Jennifer, Genesis <laughs> chapter Are you one. writing a new book in the Bible? Man, you I'm cannot. By, it is a yeah, closed book. <laughs> that's right. I've already, I've already, you know, I've already got some books in there. Second opinions is, that's, that's, that's actually a book of the Bible that I wrote. That was, that was a joke, Danuna. Yeah, that was, that was a joke. You're Sorry, my to, mind went somewhere else because uh, I was thinking <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> joke, you're supposed to laugh at it, is it? Nah, just no, kidding. I got it's that. okay. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. But Genesis all, is the Genesis book that it is from. Although not mentioned by name, the lesser light to rule the night created by God refers to this object. Guys, this is your ultimate, your final opportunity to get in for <laughs> our draw. We are going to be doing the draw at eight forty-five this morning, so you have about fifteen minutes. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to text if you know the answer to that one and you'll go into the draw to win a taste of travel by nancy kite zero four nine one zero six four six six nine what was the lesser like to rule the night that's it and we have a text message here from wayne saying good morning to new lawson blessings what i've read about hollywood's hollywood says it's satan's creation so christians should stay away from such a place yeah uh, so, i liked yeah. actually i like shell's comment before she's like maybe it's not a bad thing that there's not going to be movies for like six months. It's like, yeah, maybe that's yeah, a, yeah. That's, it might that's get, okay. might actually get people outdoors a whole lot more instead of sitting and you know <laughs> yeah, and actually man. having relationships, you know, com- yeah. conversations, more conversations, going mm-hmm. out for walks, enjoying you know the yeah. sunshine, going fishing, whatever you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, who knows? It could be a really good thing. Hey, mm. so yeah, just a lot more, te- not more answers coming in here. So yeah, more chances, more times you enter the more times you get to win that number again is zero four nine one zero six four six six nine hey we're continuing our bible study here with ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 to 20 
we've just unpacked about uh, from verse 14 which says, Stand therefore having girded your waist with the truth, having put on the breast, breastplate of righteousness. Um, and so here now, number 15, of course, having shot, verse 15, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. What do mm. you think of that? This is my favourite one. This oh, is my, is if, if we had to pick a favourite uh, part, part of, of the armour. Part of the armour. This is my favourite one. Why is that? That is because... This is so cool. The shot in your feet, like we're talking about shoes here, boots, you know, army boots yep. or shoes or sandals, probably what they would have worn at the time. Um, this is 100% to do with mobilization. It is. So your ability to be able to, to move. Yeah. And it's so awesome. Like Paul makes a similar illustration in Romans chapter 10, 14 to 15. He says, how then can they call on the mm. one who they have them, they not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard mm-hmm. and how can they hear without someone practicing them and how can they preach unless they are sent and this is some people yes. are hearing the message of jesus and then it says this as it is written how beautiful are the feet of, of those, those who, who bring the it. gospel good. the good news good news well, the good in news, another version isn't good news the yeah. good news the gospel and ultimately so this was actually a wartime illustration absolutely and it's talking about basically the god actually the word gospel is a the the greek word of it is a a word that is illustrative of war yeah because you had this messenger and this messenger would run to and fro on the battlefield watching the battle watching the movements of the enemy and then reporting back to the leaders and the people and it was though it was on those people to bring the gospel the gospel the the good news news. we've won the battle that's it that's it love it that's the we see here it's like again having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel the gospel the good news that jesus has won the battle that is what mobilizes us oh Mm. that is powerful it's like again we have this call go to all the world and and spread god and share the truth and it's like okay for what objective for what objective is it it a political objective is it this is that no it's we are mobilized by the good news that jesus has lived and died and resurrected and that's the thing that in the midst of this whole spiritual battle because this whole good and evil and this fight between you know um, that satan is you know um and 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 christ actually wins but this battle between good and evil that actually happens and, and with the term that we use is the great controversy is that in amidst the spiritual battle because it mm. is about our you know response for Jesus that that Satan wants us not to actually have and that's the mm. battle for that the thing is that we can actually then stand firm when we've actually got those those feet um, with the preparation of the gospel of peace here's the thing we get peace in God um, mm. peace in Christ, you know, in that time. And so when we have peace in Christ, we can actually stand firm in that peace of the uh, peace that God gives us in every way. And also we can stand firm in the knowledge that, you know, Christ was the one that was incarnate. He was actually crucified, ascent, you know, rose and of course ascended to heaven. And it's that, that's the whole, whole center of the whole gospel. That is the whole, a beautiful picture of the gospel is that Jesus came, he died, he rose again, and is now interceding on our behalf in heaven. And so we have peace and assurance in that space. So we've got a couple more, a few more. We've got the shield 
Of course, then the shield, which is the, the shield of faith, which, uh, to quench the fiery darts from the wicked one. Of course, the shield in the Roman shield would actually be a long oblong shield that was, would, would, would actually cover mm. it with, or leather, leather. That would typically be four feet by two and a half large in size. So it would actually cover the whole body. Mm. And it is the faith that this is the victory. Now, in John actually says, um, in the, in chapter five, it says, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Mm. So when we actually have faith in Christ, the key thing is that we actually, you know, can stand firm without impossible, without faith, it's impossible to please him. It also says in Mm. the book of Hebrews. And so actually having that faith is that shield that actually protects us from those fiery darts in every way. Isn't that really? And I love that. Absolutely. And it's because like the classic verse, you know, uh, second Corinthians five, verse seven, we walk by Faith, faith and not, not by, by sight. sight. And this verse, this this sentiment is so key, and that is because the, the fiery darts of Satan yep. can make everything around us look like it's going wrong. Hey? And it knocks us down bad, it, it, eh? It when does. we give in to that, and you've had those situations, oh, I've had those situations. Sure. And the only way we can get up is through Jesus Christ. And it's like the thing that protects us about that is that despite, you know, despite what's taking place around us, that we can hold hold faith that you know oh, we're going to get through and and again stand fast stand firm we we're talking about the phalanx and how they were called yes. to stand firm uh, yeah. we talked about that yesterday and cuz their biggest opposition to the phalanx was the was was the the, the arrows basically mm. and the phalanx was employed by the greeks and it was like one of their best strategies against the persians mm-hmm. and the persians their strategy in war was again when they would they'd have all these ranged archers and the saying was that they would like they would turn the sky black like mm. they would turn the sky black with arrows so that the uh the people here the the soldiers on the enemy side are just so overwhelmed yes. with with the feeling of oh they're going to be they're going to be smashed by this that they would break and try yeah. and run and then that's what they would win uh, but again here it says hey if we've got the faith that oh. hey nah we are going to be okay we can continue to stand against those arrows that come again isn't that i am powerful? loving these illusions oh, like isn't it so so good that's why i love this passage so yeah. much and of course the last two that we have um before we go into our mm. next one we've got the helmet of salvation and we've also got the sword of the spirit which is the word of god Paul actually says that that the sword of the spirit is the word of God. So often mm. when I was going door knocking, I would say, I've got my sword with me because mm. I had a little Bible always with oh, me in the bag that I would actually go that's door so knocking because I thought that is my protection to knowing that, I mean, God is protecting me, mm. but I've got the sword there. And, of course, the helmet of salvation, you know, that is that is our head. That is where we make our decisions with everything. Mm. And we need special protection, you know, in that area with the decisions that we make, but that we also stand firm in knowing that we have that hope of salvation in Jesus Christ in every mm. way. Hey, it's such a beautiful passage. Keep on unpacking that for yourselves because it's so, so important. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. This is my father's world. Such beautiful words in that song, aren't they? Hey, mm. hey it's come time for us to spin the wheel spin and find wheel. out who wins the prize for Boy, answering so the quiz many questions. Look how this many. Week. So just incredible. Fantastic work, everyone. But there can only be one winner. And so right now, we are going to spin that wheel. 
Oh, there we go. It's spinning. Can you hear it? It's spinning. Can you hear it? It's slowing coming. down. Oh, it's coming to a stop. Coming. Oh, here we... <gasps> oh. oh. And we have a winner for we this do. week. Congratulations to... Valmay. Yes, congratulations, congratulations. to Valmay for winning the prize, for winning a taste of travel. Now, Valmay, you're going to have to text us in. Obviously, we're going to get this prize out to you. You're going to have to text us in and tell us where you live because now you have to make us some of this food. We need to get the book to you. We're coming over. We're coming over. So, hey, 0491 You can text us to that number, Valmay. And also, you know, congratulate Valmay as well and, and particularly... Hey, Absolutely. We, she was having a lot of goes this week. So she, was, great. she was just getting she was in. keen. She was absolutely. And, hey, guys, fantastic work on all the absolutely. correct answers. Let's go through some of the answers today. How many verses are there in Second John? The answer is 13. 13. Yeah. It was 52 days that it took to rebuild the wall of Jerusalem in Nehemiah. And it's amazing, this story, because it says, it is- like, they're under the pressure, you know. Yep. They've got all these governors and different the different satraps around of the of the uh, the Persian government who are watching them, and they don't want Jerusalem to be rebuilt, and and so they rebuild it. So they had a brick in one hand and a sword in the other, you know, yeah. just ready at any moment to defend their yep. building. But they just went hard, and yeah, in fifty two days, got that wall up. Absolutely, and the reason it had to be rebuilt is because it was destroyed under Nebuchadnezzar's army, right. you know, and the Babylonians came and destroyed it. Yep. Um, and, and and there was a huge famine throughout the land because mm. of that as well, you know. Um, well, not because of that, because because of the the, the siege mm. the siege that happened, but they mm. in that time also then destroyed the walls, and so mm. that's why it had to be rebuilt. So, yeah, fascinating. The whole book of Nehemiah is amazing. So, well, actually, you it's one of your favorites. Actually, I know the other day you said that. Absolutely, I love Nehemiah, and it's interesting again this period of time. Nehemiah comes during the Persian era, so after yes, the exile, yeah. coming out of exile, going into exile, as you talked about, the the besie- the final sieging of Jerusalem yeah. uh, and its destruction, which happened in the spring of 587 BCE. 586, yeah. Um, Lamentations chapter 3 is actually writing about this siege yep. and that was our next question. It says, it is good for a man that he bear the yoke, yoke. in his youth. And yeah. I mentioned the yoke earlier because what was actually written by Jeremiah is when the Israelites decided or when, well, not the Israelites, but specifically Jehoiakim, the king of Judea, decided to betray their vassal relationship, their tribute relationship with Babylon to side with Egypt, which was basically the action that got them destroyed. When he decided to do this, and Zedekiah did the same afterwards as well, that that was enabling like the final siege of Jerusalem. When they decided to do this, Jeremiah actually wrote about Jehoiakim to the children of Israel and he said, or to, to Judea, and he says basically, you have exchanged a yoke of wood, which mm. was that of the Assyrians, yeah. and, you know, the, the current struggles that they're going through. You've exchanged a yoke of wood for a yoke of iron. Mm. Like you have just, you have made Everything so much harder. Like Judea would have survived yeah. if they hadn't have done this, but they decided to betray to betray Babylon, and now it's like it's all over. Like it's- Jeremiah knew it's like we're done. We're we're it's it's coming for us. And then 
again, wrote Lamentations yeah. as a reflection on that siege after it yeah. happened. Yeah. In what river did John the Baptist baptize? Of course, it was the Jordan River, yes. famously, where Jesus was baptized as well, doing the work there, and where people go to be even baptized today. They do. And in another section of the Jordan River that we were, because, of course, the Jordan's not just one section of it, but mm. they, we actually saw some teens there. They actually had must have had a school camp or something, and they were actually so kayaking sick. down the Jordan River. That's just so, like, so sick. So amazing. Oh, like, you know, so just... Yeah, that, that, that was really something to see. So, mm. um, and and then in another section, of course, all these baptisms to see that was even more amazing too. Mm. So, in the last one here, we've got we've finally it says although not mentioned by name, the lesser light to rule the night is of course the moon. That comes, that's a reference is. to Genesis one verse sixteen, and it, we kind of like understand scientifically. It's like now we see the moon; it reflects like the moon doesn't have any light in it. Um, but rather it reflects uh, the, the light, light of the, the sun. sun. That's right. So it, it was the lesser light to rule the night, um, which is just amazing. And, of course, we, particularly the Seventh-day Adventists, we have this, uh, this relationship with this phrase, the lesser light to point to the greater light mm-hmm. and, and the work of the spirit of prophecy. And, of course, you know, in the Bible, the, the, those writing the epistles would attribute that to themselves as well. They're like, mm. we are a lesser light. Even, you know, in the Word of God, like we are pointing to Jesus. Absolutely. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. We've come to the end of our show. Oof. Just want to remind you that uh, Jennifer Skews, who, of course, is on our show, on our interviews every Wednesday, she's a health psychologist this Sunday, September. Mm. 17 from 12 to 11 uh, sorry from 11 a.m. to 12 at Watson Park at the at 337 Old Gympie Road Dacobin in Queensland she'll be sharing about getting off the emotional roller coaster mm. so go along to that you will not be disappointed and that is in the literature evangelist hall so in the hall that is there hey just um what is our free giveaway for today please Lawson. May, the final giveaway for this week we've been talking about like well from the quiz we had this this question and we had that amazing song the lesser light to rule the night created by god refers to the moon you know from genesis we've been talking today people have been wishing us a happy sabbath and so i've got a book here it's called choose you this day why it matters what you believe about creation it's such a good song choose you this day yeah me who you are absolutely so this is this is all about creation all about the creation how it fits in actually to the commandments as well how we understand god through the way that he made us and i i was speaking to one of my pastor friends recently and he's he told me he's like one of the things that i do now when i study the bible with people is i try to introduce the narrative of creation as quickly as possible to help Mm. people realize like we as beings, the reason we're trying to respond to God is because we come from Him. Absolutely. Like he, he made us. We are in he has a purpose image. for us. We are in His image. If you want this book for free, just text us 0491-064-669. The first caller through will win that one. Hey, guys, remember to talk faith and live faith, act faith, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ.
Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.